Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Boom! I don't have bitterness towards the organization, Jordan, or anything. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. If there is a guy that actually has the power or leverage to say, hey, you know what? Good luck. It, it's Aaron. Well, I got to tell you, Ryan, the news of quarterbacks refusing to restructure his contract is man by star. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Plus, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air here on this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate, Terrestrial, Sirius XM Channel 211, NBC Sports Audio. We're, we're streaming uh, on Odyssey as well. And guess what, everybody? Right here on NBC Sports on Peacock after Dan Patrick's show every day, leading you to brother from another, wrapped inside the Florio, uh, the Florio Flauta, right? Is that what it is? A Flauta? <laughs> the Florio Flauta, <laughs> right? Flauta, yeah. From uh, PFT. Uh, Pro Football Talk Live to uh, PFTPM every day right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. We dare you come at us. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. uh, by the way, the 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 uh, come at me uh, mock draft that I uh, endeavored here uh, with the help of my Magic Eight Ball, Magic Eight Ball right here. Oh. Uh, when when I heard Jamar Chase getting drafted by the Bengals, I was a little disappointed. I was already texting you in the in the draft. At least I can multitask <laughs> live on the air when my guys are are chopping up the, the Kyle Pitts conversation and we're going and Bengals are about to choose. I said, if it's Panay Sewell, that means I'm five for five on my mock draft come five. at me because, I as you know, <laughs> I was talking about Trey Lance to the Niners since uh, oh, April 21st right here on the show. Oh, so damn close to that being correct. Um, and that'll be an interesting conversation, man, with what the Bengals did right there. And uh, we've got Kyle Shanahan coming up in hour number three. Can't wait to chat to, with him. Cannot wait to chat with Kyle Shanahan. Because you know the way he was just truth-telling at his press conferences after the trade, after the pick, before the pick. It was great. I just think I, – I, and, and you just heard Daniel Jeremiah saying, Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel and Trey Lance in the backfield, right, with Ayuk – and um, and Kittle spread out wide. Good luck. Good luck. You want to talk about options on offense? Yeah. Oh man. And then there's a conversation that Jimmy G could you know still be the starting quarterback while right. Lance gets the reps and it's practice whenever he can. Yeah, man, and then package. and then there's a package for him. Yeah. Sort of like Taysom Hill. A little bit better than Taysom. Though. Yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> well, what I'm saying is similar to the idea yeah. conceptually yeah. is what I'm saying. Of course. Or like the Tebow package is going to Well, in, well soon, I right? had Urban Meyer on <laughs> NFL Network Live late in the day on Saturday, and yeah. I asked him that point blank. What did he, he say? He said that they did have a conversation. It was brief. He told him that, you know, we'll hit it after the draft. And uh, I'm, he goes, we'll hit it at some point after the draft. And meanwhile, he had just made all his picks, and he just – paused at the end of that so my follow-up question was simple i'm like well could now be that point after the draft in which <laughs> yeah. you can 
actually, you know, opine on it maybe here, you know, live. And he said uh, he needed to crack a cold one right now. That's yeah. what he needed to do. <laughs> he did not put it to bed, though. He did not put it to bed. Yeah. He did not address it, other than to say that they did have that conversation. You can bet on that right now. Tebow plus 170 to play a snap this year. That was the conversation literally for about five minutes before the Aaron Rodgers news came out. Right out. It was like, Tebow, oh my Tebow, God, this hey! is going to be amazing. And then Tim's well, back. Say, what about Aaron Rodgers? He's going to go where? The Packers Denver? like, hold my beer. And if you're just joining me, I just uh, <laughs> spent the last few minutes of the first hour on that subject. Go to our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for that. We'll put it on our Twitter handle at Rich Eisen Show as well. Our Facebook handle, Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Uh, just to sum up, this to me is a move of Aaron Rodgers saying, Nothing, no offense to Jordan Love, get him out of here. Sign me to a long-term deal, get him out of here. You want to see what he wants to, you want to see what you got in him before you have to pick up his fifth-year option, you know, going into his year four, too bad. If you want to see that, you got to pay me, you got to guarantee me for the next several years. I'm telling you, man, that's what he's basically saying. You have to pay me to earn the right to try and kick the can down the road long enough if you want to see what's up with Jordan Love. But guess what? That I know for a fact you don't want to do, and you'll have to get rid of Jordan Love. But I'm not going to say those words. I will just have you say them, and I will say them in terms of you need to put it in a contract. Ian Rappaport's going to join us in 15 minutes' time. I have a full conversation on this subject. Let's take some phone calls. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. Let's go to... Max in Cincinnati, great uh, state of Ohio that I just spent the whole weekend. What's up, sir? Rich, I'd like to report a crime. Okay. The Bengals taking Jamar Chase with the fifth pick should be considered an assault on Joe Burrow. Mm. I'd like to liken this pick to Brockman's minivan analogy earlier in the show. The Bengals taking Chase with the first pick is like a construction company showing up to a job site with a brand new Mercedes when really they needed to show up with an F-350. <laughs> you know what, Max? This is going to be the next several years looking at this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, but if- now, now Zach Taylor in his infinite wisdom has a quarterback with a bum knee playing behind a left, tack- left tackle who in his first two seasons has not one but two season-ending injuries a right tackle who was most recently released from his team, and three guards in a center who are a constant revolving door. So summing it up, uh, Max, how do you really feel about the selection of Jamar Chase, <laughs> fifth overall by the Bengals instead of Panay Sewell? Yep. I love it, Rich. Okay. Thanks for the call. That's Max in Cincinnati. Hang in there, Max. That's a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think what they also brother. think is, like, let's get the, let's get the ball out quick. Let's get the ball out quick. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. Yep. You know, and fast, then fast, and fast. then and then maybe we can, uh, you know, address matters uh, another time. You know, look it up, Chris, because I'm not going to sit here and say oh, I definitely remember Cincinnati's draft. Did Cincinnati take any offensive lineman after choosing Chase? Because yeah, you know, linemen can be gotten second, third, fourth, fifth round. Oh, I mean, sure, you can sure, do sure. that. I mean, you can do that. You can also maybe move somebody around and think that there could be the next left tackle. I mean, uh, but you saw the way the Lions reacted to Sewell being drafted, right? Yeah, the Bengals' second round pick was from uh, Clemson, Jackson Carmen. Okay, so there Jackson. you go. Yeah. There you go. So uh, Max made a car reference. They got a Carmen, uh, <laughs> you know. 
Oh, sideline Mike oh, in Atlanta yeah. talking about <laughs> how the Florida Gators knocked Kyle Pitts around and they don't need Pitts in Atlanta. You know, well, you know, sideline Mike, guess what? You're not the general yeah. manager of the Atlanta Falcons, are you? No, but you know what we thought? We thought Thomas Dimitrov was still making the pick. Uh-oh. I know we thought that. Got another, got another defensive back from the Mountain West. You already got one on your squad from the Mountain West that can't play. Okay, now, but at least. We they addressed the center position. So, Mr. Hennessy, I hope you're written. Uh, we we addressed with Big Blue, one of the guards from Michigan. So, Mr. McGlinch on the right side, I hope you're written because you're getting out of town. Okay, so we did some things on defense, we did some things on offense. But I tell you what, brother, you know quarterbacks go to die in Chicago. But if Justin Fields balls out, we were all sitting on the couch. When Trey Lance went, I said, Rich Eisen said in April that Trey Lance was going to Chicago. We got it on tape. We got it on tape. But Justin Fields sitting right there for the taking. And we draft a tight end. Well, okay. you, you didn't just draft a tight end sideline, Mike. And I know you're not a fan of Pitts, but here's the deal. And, and we've got Arthur Smith calling into the show Thursday, and we'll ask the coach himself about the process. And I'm sure they've spoken about it publicly. Uh, and locally there as well. They 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 cannot get rid of Ryan's contract for a while. They do believe they have an MVP quarterback in his final years of play that is good enough to win a championship. You do put this matchup nightmare in there and let your offensive coach go to work. I mean, that's basically what I think they did. Sideline Mike. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's what they did, but all I'm saying is you could have packed out the Georgia Dome. You should, I, let's see I made the 84 jerseys we sell versus what we could have sold for number one. But, look, I'm just going to sit back and wait. But when I tell you, if Justin Fields does what I think he's going to do, we're going to be just like all the other cities that could have had Deshaun Watson and a guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes. So, okay, you know, let's just see. Thanks. All for- we can do is sit back and watch, Rich. Have a great show. Thank you. Sideline Mike. <laughs> all right, Mike. Hey, bud. Those are two inflection point drafts that we just discussed with fans of the team, Cincinnati and Atlanta. We'll see how that all plays out. Baby. Wow. Sideline Mike just mentioned a name that um, is back in the mix. Deshaun Watson. It's amazing. It's amazing how teams operate and how they work and what they do. And, you know, we're not inside a building. I'm not inside the Houston Texans building. I am just not. We are still not fully aware what was going on before we learned Deshaun Watson needs 40 masseuses, allegedly. Okay? We have no idea what was going on between quarterback and that franchise and the reason why he had already told them he's never coming back. And then what's happened since then. But all signs indicate we will see that a settlement might be approaching. Why would I say that? I hear a lot at the draft. When I go, I mean, I, I miss going to the draft. The chatter you hear. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Ah, I was so jealous. The talk for you that. hear from people. The chatter, chitter, chatter you hear. It's insane. I mean, I hear a lot just sitting from this chair, yeah. but it's deafening when you go to a major event like that. Mm-hmm. And all you hear again, I don't know if it's going to happen. It may never happen. A settlement is potentially nigh between Deshaun Watson and whomever. And then we'll see. That could be placed in the hands of the commissioner. We'll see what happens. 
if Deshaun gets suspended for whatever his behavior has been found to be. Now, obviously, if it's criminal, that's a whole different ball of wax. But if we're talking civil and what have you. You heard Daniel Jeremiah last hour. The Eagles have three first-round picks next year. Their own, the one they got from Miami to trade down from 6 to 12, and they still moved up from 12 to 6, uh, from 12 to 10, and that's where they got Devontae Smith, who they couldn't get at 6. And here's again, Philadelphia fans, you were like, what the hell, you're moving out of 6, we can't get Chase or Pitts? You wouldn't have gotten either one of them. You'd have been sitting there at 6, like the Dolphins. Do you want to get a protector for your new guy, for right. your Alabama quarterback, or do you want to go get Jalen Waddle for your Alabama quarterback? Instead, they moved down, they got a first-rounder for next year, they wound up moving up, and they got the kid that they could have gotten at six, but they got a first-rounder in their back pocket. Yeah, great move. Right. Great move. Exactly. That was all born out of them sitting there, Alabama quarterback, in game 256, <laughs> fourth quarter. Right? That's, that's, I think we just mapped it all out. Yeah. So you've got your own, you've got Miami's, and the third one is the first-round pick that I, everybody believes Carson Wentz's play will push into the first round based on the um, the parameters of the deal that they made with the Colts. That's three first-rounders. So there's the Eagles saying, hey, if Deshaun Watson is a viable quarterback in the NFL in the eyes of the commissioner, in the eyes of fans, in the eyes of the law, here we are. Out of conference. You want to send him here? Miami Dolphins. Well, I know we're saying, hey, they, they're all in on Tua. Really? Okay. <laughs> we'll see. For now. Right. They gave up a one to go from 12 to 6. But they still have their own next year and a two from uh, a three from San Francisco and their own two and also a one from San Francisco in 2023. Hey, we're right here. We're, 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 we're hearing word that Deshaun wants to come here because he's got a no-trade clause anyway. And how do we know that this is right in the ether now? Because a team that has denied the writing on the wall, that has been written in huge... Forget about on the wall. It's been skywritten. Like, it's been skywritten. It's been all the way at the top of the NFL sky, right? It's been sitting up there skywritten. Deshaun Watson is gone. It's been skywritten since the middle of January. They hire a new coach. They hired the general manager that created the skywriting, and then the new coach can't erase the skywriting, and then it's all over the place. And then we learn again. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know of a single major professional athlete that allows somebody to work on his body and and work on his deep tissue more than one or two human beings. Forty. I mean, it's. I don't know what the hell's going on. Crazy. All right? That then comes into all of play here. But the Houston Texans send David Culley out to meet the media and go on my colleague's podcast, the Huddle and Flow podcast, Steve Weich and Jim Trotter, and just absolutely say nonsensical things that only destroys his credibility in the media and Cesario saying things that destroy his credibility in the media. As if he, uh, he might not even care. I don't know. I don't know him. But all I know is they, they are just denying the obvious until they make their first draft choice in 2021 <laughs> and draft Davis Mills out of Stanford. 
Like with all the holes. They don't have a first, they don't have a second because of the, the coach that they bounced. Giving it all away. They don't have anybody to fill any of these monster holes for this team. Left also by, oh yeah, J.J. Watt's gone, by the way. So what hole do they fill? The one that we all have seen is so glaring at quarterback. That's what they do in the draft, which is why I on the air, I'm like, what the hell is up with that? Like, what is up with that? What is up with that? And I know I got tweets from people who are in our business saying, Rich, why are you so surprised? He's got 20 lawsuits against him, and he says he doesn't want to be back because the Texans have denied that that reality exists for weeks and months. And so they, then they go ahead and get this quarterback. So he he's gone. They're admitting it. Terod Taylor and this kid. Those are your quarterbacks going into 2021 for the Houston Texans. And I don't know. You could sit here and say that's the backup in case he gets suspended or whatever. He's not going to get suspended for the year, again, unless this is criminal. A lot of moving parts, yeah. But what, is he going to sit out for the whole year? So they haven't realized he's gone. And so where? When? When and how? How does his situation as we refer to it in the media get cleared up satisfactorily enough where he's still a viable quarterback a viable you know citizen allowed to walk the streets depending on what this is all about and then how does that get rectified enough where a team will give up the assets that houston can acquire that i just identified two teams have amassed in case this all happens to happen and i'll tell you what Howie Roseman and Chris Greer in Philadelphia and Miami, respectively, had to be sitting there on Friday night when Davis Mills gets called going, okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't say. Let's make a note of that here in this place. Like Alonzo Morning. Okay, Jeff. so you are you are you're you're moving in the same direction that we've all been living in with the rest of the NFL. Like you're you're actually admitting it. That's why that night on the draft, I'm like, what is up with that? And I actually said it four times over to like (laughs) put the different accent on the different syllable. What is up with that? What is up with that? It's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. Because if you have all those holes and you have all those problems and 2021 is just going to be a very difficult season. Certainly with Trevor Lawrence now residing in the division. Carson Wentz is coming in that division. It, it could be a very long 2021. You could, you could earn that first overall pick next year in Houston as well. You could. Do you want to do that to Davis Mills? Somebody you draft who you clearly like a lot? I mean, that's, they're looking at 2-15 and 15 next year. Let's just be honest. And if you think that Tua comes back, that you don't think that they'll still take Davis Mills over Tua because they like the guy, he's their guy. You know? This kid has been drafted for a reason. Third round picks, we all know. How's your fourth round pick doing in Dallas? Is that working out for you? <laughs> yeah. Say right? so. How's the third round pick doing in Seattle? I mean, I know they're nothing right now. They're like an afterthought when we're all focused on the first round. When that happened, I'm like, what is up with that? Hmm. Something's coming. It's coming. 
When I heard sure. that on on Friday night, I'm like, it's the because if the Texans have and Cesario said he said that it's it's just trying to compete at all positions. Compete with who? <laughs> Deshaun? <laughs> of course not. That's right. That, is, that was who are we competing with? Terrible pick. Watson, the guy you gave nine figures to, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's not putting the towel on. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. The whole thing's nuts. And I love the kid. Yeah, you do. You know what I've been saying about him for years? Yep. So I hope he didn't do anything criminal. I hope this gets cleared up. I hope it gets to a new spot. And I hope Davis Mills shines because they, they clearly love him. But something's coming. Ian Rappaport, let's take a break. We'll ask him, what's coming, Ian? <laughs> Other than yourself to a phone. That's next. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just a uh, real basic question. What the hell are you thinking? What, uh, what are you doing out there? You know, just tackling a challenge that most wouldn't do. <laughs> I would say. I was, so, um, wh- wh- why? Why'd you do it? I uh, just trying out my new bat- booster package <laughs> that I was working on this year. <laughs> For me, though, it's, it's literally like, would you rather live and die Mm-hmm. Would you rather die and never live? When I went in the arena, like I felt like somebody else took control of me, <laughs> and I became like an, a modern day kind of like gladiator. You know, being in there back in that time and just feeling that, you know, the, the Coliseum with the sands and the people that was around, and you seeing it, everything, and then it, it pull out, and you see the, everybody running and. You know, getting go- some people getting just smashed by the bull. Right. And then you look at it, and I'm like, okay, uh, everybody going running up and encircling and, and, and going and touching again his way. Why don't I just take it up a notch and just jump over it? Jump over it. So I mean, yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 we just looked at the video, and I don't think the bull moves very much. You did, in fact, leap over the the length, well, uh, the height and length of the bull. Yeah, I had to, I had to, uh, you know, match it up. I had to size it up. Um, pretty much have calculations to the point where you never want to jump behind it because you never know what it may do. It may turn right left on a dime. Yeah. So I wanted just to face it head on. And so when I jumped it the first time, um, everybody started like cheering and yelling. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I did it the second time. And then I heard this word, El Salvador, El Salvador. <laughs> and I didn't know what that means. <laughs> I left that one day. And then I started hearing that through the streets, and I was like, okay, whatever. And came back the second day, did it again, 
and they stop the music and everything. Get and out they here. just start yelling at in the stands. To you. To me. Like me now, I'm a football player here in the States. Sure. Correct? Yes, sir. They don't know me from Adam House. Josh <laughs> Josh Norman is not out anybody. there in Pamplona. Else. I get there yeah. and they start chanting that name. So I'm like a hero in Spain almost. Not even back here. Let me. So hold on it's, a second. It's, it's bananas. Let me get this down so I, I can use this on uh, on, on any host of shows <laughs> this NFL season. El Satador. Yes, yeah, it's just like the jumper. El Satador. <laughs> like the matador. Yes. Like the matador is like the jumper. So I would love just one second in my life <laughs> to have the words El Satador <laughs> chanted to me. Oh baby. Uh, that was fun. PeacockTV.com. Uh, if you want to watch us on desktop, those who are watching us on Peacock streaming right now, back here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, you want to watch us? PeacockTV.com. You can get it for free. So many other great different uh, programs and shows right here on Peacock. Uh, joining me here, uh, loved seeing this guy too and working with him over the uh, draft days in Cleveland, Ohio. Ian Rappaport, rap sheet back here on the program. How are you, Ian? I'm good. Um, that was a fun week, seeing humans in person and doing real <laughs> draft stuff like you're like right on the site. You know, like the draft is in Cleveland and we were also in Cleveland. That was fun. It was indeed, Ian. No doubt about it. And certainly since the way it all started was that third overall pick and what the Niners are going to do, I do have Kyle Shanahan on an hour number three of the show to hit him on that. Uh, that got wiped out because of what happened and uh, what became public. Uh, about the uh, Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers' relationship. Now we're a few days removed. Aaron's been to uh, the Kentucky Derby and back. Where do things stand right now as we're talking the Monday after the draft? Yeah, I mean, I don't think enough is being made of the fact that he literally showed up at the Derby looking like a character from Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. Um, I think that needs. I think someone needs to delve into that. We'll get into um, that. The memes on the uh, the memes on the Twitter were excellent. Um, <laughs> But I guess the story was sort of all the way down the road before that. So, you know, this is it is a, an issue being fought on multiple fronts. You have the contract situation where, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers obviously wants a new deal, wants the kind of deal where it would ensure that he is the Packers quarterback for beyond 2021. I think that is, that is a big part of the issue. He doesn't want to be replaced. He wants to be their starting quarterback. And when you draft Jordan Love, and obviously the – you know, it's the way he was drafted is something that I know frustrates Rodgers. He didn't get a heads up. But look, I mean, anytime anyone tries to replace you, you get upset about it. So what he wants to do is make sure he can't be replaced. So they've had long-term contract extension talks. It's obviously the Jordan Love thing, which we talked about. He wanted more say in personnel decisions. One thing I mentioned on NFL Network a couple minutes ago was, you know, the release of Jake Kumaro, who – you know, obviously not a big name, but that was one of Rogers' guys. He praises him publicly at a press conference. The next day, the personnel staff releases Kumaro. I mean, these are the sorts of things that drive people crazy. Um, all of that went into the decision. So the decision, which yeah. is what to 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 make it public or to or or what? Like what the, the decision well, to what you know, to I force the issue or just just to sort of try to separate himself and you know this is something obviously it's been going on for months you know we've known and I mean Mike Silver kind of dictate uh, reported some of this and 
you know, we've known for a long time that Rodgers was upset. You know, the decision to make it public, I'm not sure what went into that. I mean, I can't, you know, you can't ignore the fact that it was made public right before one of the biggest nights of the NFL season when every network is tuned into the draft. I mean, that's, you know, that's all, that's all obvious. It, it is what it is. So the decision about when to make it public, you know, those decisions were obviously made by, I don't know, not me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Rogers comes out and says, I wish it hadn't become public. I thought that was interesting as well. But anyway, um, this is where we are, and you know we'll see if the Packers can fix it because I don't get the sense they're going to trade him at all. Well, because and I don't think Rodgers is returning unless things change dramatically. Well, here's the issue, um, Ian. The ultimate uh, issue at heart here, because I don't believe any of this stuff you hear elsewhere—the buzz that he wants Gutekunst fired or anything like that. What he, what he wants is, as you say, to be the quarterback beyond 2021. And what that means is a contract that would absolutely force the Packers to keep Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, as well they should normally, if they hadn't already drafted somebody with the 26th overall pick last year to eventually groom his replacement, that there's no way that the Packers could continue to go with that plan and give the contract to Rodgers that Rodgers wants so he's not essentially saying get rid of jordan love but the contract that he wants does although that's I'm for sure darn if they sure got rid of jordan love this would make it a little bit easier but yes well i mean obviously because the wouldn't that be the only reason why the packers don't give the contract to rogers to let him play till he's 40 because he just won the mvp you know what i mean it's not like that they're concerned about diminishing returns the fact that they don't give him that contract is because they're still sticking to their got to look over the steering wheel guns here, right? Isn't that the ultimate conundrum to this? Or am I off? Yes. um, No, you're not off. um, But I also think, um, you know, first of all, the drafting of Jordan Love, you know, Rodgers hadn't, not. I mean, he's he's obviously great, but it's been a small downturn in the way he played. You know, and if you're a 36-year-old quarterback, you don't play great. I think it's fair for a team to say, you know what, let's prepare. Uh, I think part of the issue, though, is the Packers do contracts a certain way. And, you know, they give huge signing bonuses with their deals, but they don't give multi-year guarantees. Um, They just don't. The Bengals don't. Packers don't. The Steelers don't. Just the way they've negotiated contracts for years. Um, And so they, um, you know, they really are an organization that structures contracts in a very disciplined way, but but doesn't lend itself to committing long-term to a guy, right? So... You know, if they changed their contract structure and gave them a, you know, fully guaranteed deal for the next several years, might that change things? I think it might. Um, but that's an organizational decision, and you know, certainly that's not something that Brian Gutekunst would um, would be in charge of. That's something that goes much higher than him. You know, all the way to Mark Murphy and and the rest of them. So then, let's just before we move on, last uh, just revisiting the details of what happened last week. Uh, what was the manner of them visiting him here on the left coast? And did he really tell them, you must trade me? Um, because to me, you know, what can make this all go away is the right contract um, and their departure in, in, or they could give him the contract and pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option sight unseen and hope that it works out. You know what I mean? Like that could... That might be the way to get through it, as they keep Jordan Love there, 
and pay Rodgers anyway. You know, and then and then and then when it's time to pick up Jordan Love's fifth year option, they do that and deal with it down the road. That might be, you know, a non uh traditional way to handle it, but what what did they do in Malibu and and and, and did he really say I'm done to them, to their face? No, I haven't heard specifically that he said you have to trade me. Um I mean there's you know, obviously he was extremely discontent and frustrated and upset. Right. Um, I haven't heard officially that it's, you must trade me. I think, you know, I think the best for all sides is the issue should be fixed. And, you know, these are essentially negotiations, right? I mean, it's contract negotiations, it's um, input negotiations. And we've seen this from a lot of quarterbacks. Like, how about this, Rich? Yes. Let's say last year, instead of kind of dancing around the Tom Brady thing and, you know, the Patriots didn't make an official offer and Brady didn't tell them I want to come. And, and, you know, by the time he went to Robert Kraft's house, he was kind of like, yeah, let's just move on. Let's say they'd said, we're going to commit to you for two years fully guaranteed. My guess is he'd still be in New England. This is sort of what we do for aging quarterbacks um, who still believe they are the guy. You know, it's always the battle of they want the fully guaranteed money for as long as they play. So you can move on from them, and the teams want the flexibility of, hey, if you start going the wrong way, we want to be able to move on. That is like the new battle now. Rodgers is not the first, and he's not going to be the last, but that's why this is so complicated. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get into the Deshaun Watson of it all, because, you know, you and I were talking after I kind of went sort of, um, you know, off uh, on a, a bit of a tangent when Davis Mills got drafted, saying, what is up with that? So I'll just ask I you the question. <laughs> you know, you did. So I, I will ask you the question, what is up with that, the drafting of Davis Mills? <laughs> well, so there's a couple things here, right? And I know uh, everyone lost their collective minds, including my um, esteemed co-host, not <laughs> yes. co-host, but host, but All co- good. Yes. You know, colleague or whatever you'd say. I elevated myself to host there, by the way. All good, Ian. Um, All good. I can share. Um. So, a lot of reasons. There is uncertainty around Deshaun Watson. There is so much that we don't know. Like, here are all the things we don't know. Is he going to play for the Houston Texans again? Is he going to be on the field to start 2021? Is he going to be suspended? Is there going to be a criminal matter which is going to move forward in a way that will take him off the field? If they don't trade him like he has requested, would they? what would he do? Would he not show up? What would he do? Uh, are there teams who would give the kind of compensation to Nick Casero that would make him almost have to trade him? That's a lot of questions, right? And so you have the Houston Texans. You sign like a 1,000 players in free agency. You plugged all the holes. All you had was a third-round draft pick. And so what they decided was, you know what? We're just going to take the best player we can at the most important position and maybe give ourselves some insurance. And if Watson comes back and plays, fine. If he doesn't, we're prepared. That's the sort of way I look at it. You know, if, does it mean they're going to trade him? No. Does it mean he's going to be suspended? No. Does it mean they're not going to trade him? No. It means all of those things, um, which is why it was such a fascinating pick, and I'm glad that we spent the time on the air sort of debating it like we did. Well, I mean, that's definitely a, a very um, reasonable uh, take if they if you're the Texans. But to me, after they don't at all 
acknowledge the writing on the wall or the sky writing in the air to, with so many holes, use that pick at the quarterback spot. I mean, like, if all things are equal, it is truly the last spot they need to upgrade. But clearly, you are pointing out, nothing's equal. As a matter of fact, it's thoroughly unbalanced. And the question right. is, is how, 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 how to move forward. Doesn't this also admit that he's not coming back? Again, I know it's just a third-round pick, but third, sixth-round picks turn into goats. You know, so it is still a choice that's made for an organization that's starting fresh in the front office that yeah. has so many oh, holes yeah. to fill. Uh, that's why I'm like, what? what's going on? Like, isn't this an admission that he's not coming back? Period. Well, I would also say the Texans do have a lot of holes to fill. And look, with Deshaun Watson, they would be competitive this year. Without Deshaun Watson, I think we know which, which way the season's probably going to go. Right. So, but here's the other. So, look, you take, you know, take the best player, you kind of the most important position and figure everything else out. But, but here's the other part of it. From the general managers I spoke with, many of them do not believe this was a great draft. You saw teams just – we saw some big trades, big moves up with like fourth and fifth rounders this year, the kind of – the likes of which we have not seen, right? Like Nick Casario, another good example – traded a whole bunch of late-round picks for a receiver in, I think it was the fourth round, whatever it was, mid-round receiver, um, with the Panthers, where, like, statistically, the Panthers really won the trade by a lot. The Patriots moved up big to take a defensive tackle from Alabama. Same sort of thing. There are questions about whether or not those late-round picks would actually make your roster, just because the quality wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So if you're Nick Casario and you say, all right, I don't know if the – you know, cornerback we take in the third round is going to make our roster. He may or may not. The quality's not good. I have no idea if he's going to make our roster. But I know that the quarterback is going to make my roster. That's sort of another way to explain it because this was a draft that I think people don't think was great overall. So what's the general sense you're hearing about Watson and his availability should something happen? Because, you know, I was pointing out before you got – you got teams with a ton of capital in next year's draft that they can easily use on players next year and say, that's what we were planning to do all along. Not like a mess just in case Watson's situation clears. Are you hearing anything about anything on that front? Ian? Well, here's, here's where things stand. Um, teams are still calling. Nick Casario has not engaged in any trade talks yet. Right. I have not gotten a sense. Uh, publicly that he will. What he said publicly has been very consistent. And, you know, to do these to do these kinds of trades are insanely complicated. Right. Watson needs to sign off. I mean, and we spent the whole offseason talking about Russell Wilson, would he be traded? And then it came down to it, and he wasn't. And then John Schneider goes, yeah, we really didn't negotiate. <laughs> and you're like, okay. But that also explains why these trades are so hard. Because let's 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 just assume, let's go to a different world. And let's say the Texans say, yeah, let's trade him. Well, how much is worth it? How much is it worth it to say this is going to be enough for us to find another franchise quarterback who's as good as this guy is because he really is a top-five quarterback? Will someone really give all the picks? Um, that's, you know, another question to consider. And, um, you know, that's another reason why it didn't strike me that Aaron Rodgers would get traded on draft night just because the report came out. You know, I mean, these things can't just be thrown together. In a span of about an hour and a half, when everybody's getting ready to do a draft like that, 
that that what was well, right. Was and, there... and how about how about this? Right. The Packers, I don't think, could actually even do it. I think he would have to renegotiate just because of the cap hit. Right. I think he would have to renegotiate. The same reason we were talking about, and I felt like such an idiot talking about the Patriots. You know, could they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? It was an option. And then you actually look at it, and they physically could not do it with the cap. Like, they were never going to with the salary. It was never going to happen. But they just physically, they'd have to cut other guys or restructure guys. Like, the money really talks in these situations. Well, he's still on the roster. We're all still alive, and I'm talking to Kyle Shanahan about all that in about uh, 40 minutes. So I'm looking forward to that uh, well, you should this ask Monday. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely will. Uh, thank you for the call, Ian. Great job this week. Truly appreciate it. Always do whenever you're on this show and when we, whenever we get a chance to work together. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rich. You killed it as usual. Thanks, brother. Um, and maybe I'll see you in person again sometime. I hope so, Ian. Enjoy your downtime. You deserve it. Hopefully mm-hmm. you, get to, you get a chance right, to put the phone too. away. You got it. That's at Rap Sheet on Twitter, Instagram. Be part of the millions who follow him. His information is spot on. Publicly, Deshaun Watson is not going to be traded. Not going to try to trade him. But we just chose a quarterback just in case. We're, we're competing. We're competing. We're competing. We but have so who? many holes. But let's take a quarterback. I'm telling you, man, I just get that feeling. I might be wrong. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls. Kyle Shanahan lurks on our rundown as well right here on the Rich Eisen Show from the San Francisco 49ers. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So now let's uh, talk about your decision to retire. When did you make that decision? Uh, we had talked about it as a family, you know, the, the weekend of after our Thursday night game this year. and um, Against Seattle? Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, which was one of those gut-wrenchers that we should have won and didn't. But it really had nothing to do with it. It was uh, time for my wife. She was done. God bless her, 47 years in this business is enough. You know, and uh, so it was 
It was kind of easy, but when that kick missed in Seattle, when ours went through the last game of the season, yes. and theirs missed, mm -hmm. I just got a real calming feeling that I made the right decision. And that, that was that was kind of the defining moment. No kidding. So when, when you say that your wife was done, walk me and the listeners and viewers through what what was she done with? What, and what, what, what was the stress? Your... The stress of being a coach's wife, of, of watching my health go up and down, you know, with, with wins and losses. And, um, and I, I knew I was done too. That, that when we made that, we had that conversation, it says, Yeah, you're right. It, it, there's too much to live for to die on the sideline. And there's nothing really else to do other than win a championship. And I think. The Cardinals can win the championship. The talent is there. Steve Kahn will do whatever he needs to do to finish off this roster, and they'll hire the right guy. Um, so it was easy for me to step out and um, disagree with her for the first time in a long time. <laughs> was there really a, a concern that you you would have a fatal moment on the sideline, Bruce? If you ever check my blood pressure during a game, uh, it. Uh, one doctor tried to do that years ago, and he just said, I don't want to ever see these numbers again. Are you serious? You know, because I, I get a little hyped up, you know, especially with guys in striped shirts. And uh, <laughs> if it weren't for them, it would be an easy game. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, no, it was last year's scares were eye-opening for me, you know, when I had cancer again. And uh, to beat it, didn't like the way the season ended last year. Mm -hmm. Than to have this one torn apart with injuries, but it, you just know when it's time. Love Bruce Arians, love him. 844 for Rich, number to dial, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for the entire show archive. We're on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram. There's, uh, there's no way to avoid us, is basically what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, whether it's live or after we are done here on the Rich Eisen Show from 12 to 3 Eastern every day right here on NBC Sports on Peacock and more. Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, going to be joining us in just a matter of time right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. We're back here. Uh, we'll take some phone calls uh, right now. Let's go to the uh, phone lines. Um, let's go to Penny in Redondo Beach. Perry, Perry, Perry in Redondo Beach. What's up, Perry? Uh, first of all, hi, Del Tufo. Hey, Perry. Um, What's happening? Hi, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Rich, I, uh, I uh, used to work at the network with you. Um, we're not with you, but, you know, basically for you. Oh. <laughs> um, do you feel like now that GM Del Tufo would be getting, or D GM Mayock would be getting crushed by analyst Mayock? No, I don't think so, actually. Uh, and by the way, you were correct with the first preposition. You with me, not for me. I, I don't know anybody's, anybody who's ever worked for me at NFL Network. Uh, I haven't been atop well, the flow I felt, like, I felt like I shouldn't be putting myself on the same level. Well, Maybe you should put yourself... Uh, no, well, we're all the same level at <laughs> NFL Network. Um, so, uh, no, I don't think so. Because Mike has always said, if you have... It doesn't matter where you choose somebody. If you believe that that person's for real... And he's the perfect person for your your operation. That's where you go, you go get him. And if it's a reach, you know, you try and trade down and maybe try and get better, uh, better, you know, and appreciate the call, Perry. Thank you, and get better 
um, standing, you know, uh, to to choose somebody that you think might not be available the next time around. I mean, we're all in a fantasy draft, right? Where it's just like, I don't know if I should take this guy now, but I'm looking at the snake draft. When I come back, that guy's He's not, not going to be, be there, there so yeah. I'm going to take him. Like that's literally the way an actual draft yeah. works in the NFL. And he's referring to Alex Leatherwood. And, and again, and obviously Cleland Farrell was uh, his first cho- choice as well um, back in the day. And people thought it was a reach. But this is what he believes. And if it doesn't work, and if this is something that he wants to do, we're always back there for the draft. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. if, the, if it doesn't work, he knows that there'll be the ramification for it. He's a big, he's a big boy. He knows that. You know. But he's got a coach who's got like a 19 million year contract and they're not firing him. He's going to be the guy right there. And Mayock is hopefully getting to choose the guys who he wants as opposed to the coach saying, I'm putting my thumb on the scale and that's the end of that. I don't know. I don't talk to him about that sort of stuff. But he's got the courage of his convictions. He knows the tape. I've never seen anybody who's more buttoned up and more knowledgeable than this guy. Period. So he won't be, you know, he, he might be sitting there saying, I don't know, he wasn't one of my top 50 or anything like that, but clearly he was, Alex Leatherwood was in his top 50. Or, you know, he could he, he could have traded down, but he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to give it away cents on the dollar to trade down. So we'll take the kid right here. That's it. Because I know he won't be around the next time. And if he's great, who cares? Doesn't matter. We won't be talking about it. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, let's go to, um, let's go to Steve in Virginia. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Steve? Hey, Rich. Thanks for taking the call. Um, first I want to say, uh, congrats on the, uh, Run Rich Run event. Thank uh, you. Getting those group of guys together and Appreciate raising it. all that money. That's a fantastic thing you do every year. And, uh, Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I- I'm a Cleveland guy. I-, I live in Virginia and I've called into the show a bunch. And I was curious from just a spending the weekend in Cleveland perspective. How, how did you, how did you like the city? Were oh. you guys able to get out and have any fun or? No, no, <laughs> I'm not seriously. I mean, like, you know, um, there's protocols from the NFL. Uh, yep. there's rules yep. that the NFL put in that are, I think more stringent than the actual state itself. That's now been two straight events like that in Florida and Ohio. Um, and you know, uh, I also for a draft, I don't really go around anywhere. It's, you know, you can lose your voice really easy. I got hundreds of people who depend on me. And then these guys sure, here sure. here depend on me to come back and do Mondays through Friday this week where I'm not totally spent. But I, hear I did, I hear I did. however, you know, run into a bunch of people um, who couldn't have been nicer. The uh, intensity of the fans was great and appreciated. Your, your town of Cleveland nailed it. Um, yep, I'd love yep. to see it again when there isn't a pandemic. And then hopefully yeah. the next time it won't pour it won't pour rain and be unseasonably cold. But that's Midwest weather, and I, I yep, you know. I, but I, Steve, I appreciate the time. Thank you for for yeah, asking that. Yeah. It really was it really was terrific, and yeah. um, you know, I, I do hope that it they, they do get it back, and you know, it's just up the road from Canton, so there's a Hall of Fame aspect to it. Yeah, of course. And it was great to hear the Steelers fans there and then the cleveland fans trying to boom off the stage <laughs> um right dmc was there in his steelers jacket <laughs> that was fun kelly came out right uh they were all you know on stage and it was great to see that um you know i i did arrive on tuesday night wiped out and I get out of 
you know, the, uh, the, the, the airport and I'm getting to my, you know, the car and somebody was kind enough to at NFL network to arrange a ride to the hotel. And as the driver's putting stuff in the back, there are four guys walking past with Rams helmets. Okay. Cause I think they were getting ready. Cause I don't know how people, I don't know how people know who's on what flight Kurt was coming in. Ah. So they were going to meet Kurt and ask <laughs> okay. him to sign their helmets. Okay. Autograph seekers always. Okay, I don't know how they know. I don't know how they know. And one of the guys says to me, hey, I'd love to run you against you in the 40 one day. And I hear that all the time. I mean, yeah. I heard that during the draft. People are screaming, hey, come out, run the 40. And I'm like, you know, I'm in the middle of 19 million hours. You know, I've got 10-minute break. i got to take care of stuff. i got to eat. No, I just, you know, I'm not I'm not coming out and running a 40, but that's what the guy says to me. He goes, I'd love to run against you in the 40 one day. And I don't know what struck me, but I turned to my right and I looked to my right and, the, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. There's nobody, you know, all the cars in the garage are parked. There's nobody driving around. There's nobody there. And I looked to my right and it was pavement as far as the eye could see. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> how about right now? <laughs> And guy couldn't believe it. God bless him. You know, he ran, he got down and, you know, we're running it. And uh, I smoked him. He really did. <laughs> I smoked him. He's a, and, and I guess TMZ picks it up and they called him a Ram fan, but he's a Browns fan. So all his, you know, but they were, they, they were in Cleveland first. The Rams came from Cleveland. So, you know, um, great. but I smoked him. I did suss up that I thought that he was not going to be up to the task. <laughs> said yes. as, as I showed DJ and Charles the video, whatever, they're like, you did a quick self-scout. Yeah, and a, it's it's okay. a scout let's, like, let's yeah. Go. But I found out subsequently because I ran into him because he, he did finally get Kurt's autograph hanging out outside of the hotel that we're at. Jeez. That apparently I found out that he, he suffered a stroke the year before. And I'm oh, like, wow. Gosh. Like, I'm glad that you were, he, he was running. And that's the spirit of this event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's run. Let's let's let's, let's have some fun. Let's I don't know what there. struck me that I finally gave somebody that <laughs> opportunity to like, okay, you want to run against me in the 40 one I mean, day? You How about dusted. now is that yeah. day? You could have got dusted. <laughs> How about right now is that day? <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, you shoot it, you post it, mm -hmm. but you know, hashtag run rich run, so we'll, you know, get some get something out of it for the charity. Yeah, you sent that effort. video, I cracked up. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dog. Kyle Shanahan of the Niners, man of the hour, coming up. There you go. Kyle Shanahan, everybody. Can't wait for that. Do we show him the meme? Well, he won't be able to see it. He'll be on his, on his phone, the meme of him hooked up to the, uh, oh, the, 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 the lie detector. The and I'm, yeah, and I'm... I'm <laughs> sure. um, De Niro yeah. asking him questions. Sure. Because he's just been he's just been a truth teller. With the exception of saying it's Trey Lance, everybody, back off this whole Mac Jones thing. Come on. So many Mac Jones breadcrumbs though. What are the breadcrumbs though? What are the breadcrumbs? And even DJ said that the, uh, the day before when he was talking about are we still gonna be alive Sunday? It was like, that still sounds like Mac Jones. No, but that was about no, but that was about whether Jimmy G would be on the roster Sunday. And no, I think, I know, again, whole like I said, just... I sensed that he was just being chafed with the, the whole idea of, I got this, everybody. Yeah. Like, have I not 
proven my worth to the yeah. 49ers fan base. As I said, and he will not say this when he joins in 25 minutes. Do you want Tom Sula back? Like, literally, he's chafing at that. And now, and now he's being asked to identify his choice. Doesn't want to do that for all the obvious reasons, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And also, by the selection of this person, he is going to, if he names the person, he is already deciding to let everyone know he thinks the others aren't worth it. Right. They're less than. He's sick and tired of that being placed upon him that he's implying criticism of others. That's why he said, my guy got better, but so did everybody else. Like, he doesn't want to do that. So now he's being asked about his own quarterback in his own house. You can trade him? Is he going to be gone by Sunday? And he's sitting there on a Tuesday like, are you kidding me? So his answer is like, yeah, we could all be dead. (laughs) I totally understand that. That was an aggressive response. It's like, but on Sunday, I, I can't guarantee anybody's going to be alive on Sunday. I'm just glad that we're going to be here on a Monday to talk to each other. Because he's kind of right. Apparently, a bunch of 49ers players called him over the week. Well, Kittle tweeted <laughs> out. Yeah, tweet, did, oh, did they really? Yeah. Did they call him and say, I'm alive? Call him yesterday. Fantastic. Coach, I'm alive. <laughs> I cannot wait to ask him about that. Oh, uh, I better get my... This is a game of... Ch- like This is like Queen's Gambit. I'm... I got to get my chess pieces in a row. I got to get my A game.